Hey everyone, and welcome back to my podcast. Podcast where it's all about movie commentaries here. This week we are starting our part one of two with Breaking Dawn part one. Of course I worked this Twilight as well, but I was one of those people that we all hated when working there. I was the crazy person who came to the midnight show, but I got there hella early. And when I say hella early, I mean like five hours early. My friend and I decided when we got done with class, because we were in college at the time, that we were just going to drive home and get there early to see the movie. We also brought a laptop and I'm pretty sure we watched Eclipse or New Moon, I can't remember. We had watched one before, but we watched one of the Twilights waiting for Breaking Dawn Part 1. It was an exciting time in my life. No regrets at all. It was super fun. We wore our Eclipse shirts, we were matching, we were those cool kids. (laughs) And for Part 1 of 2, it didn't really end on a cliffhanger, which I appreciated. But it also did end on a cliffhanger because you were like, oh, we could have just ended right here and it would have been fine. So technically, I guess that's not a cliffhanger. It would have been a good ending, but got to make that money. So we split it into two. Plus, those people that read the book probably would have been pissed if they just ended right there because you'd miss a big chunk of the story. All right, enough jibber jabber. Let's get into this movie. Okay, so as always, we start out with our stars. We only have a few newbies, but they literally make a cameo, and then we don't see them again until part two. So that would be the Denali family, but like I said, I'll dive into them in part two because that's when they make a way bigger impact. That's the word I'm looking for, impact. (laughs) And like I said, I'll dive into more of that in the next episode. But you guys, I'm a broken record, I know, but the soundtrack, I love it so much. I love it so much that I used one of the songs in my own wedding. The song that Bella walks down the aisle to is the song my bridesmaids walked out to. So this is probably my second favorite soundtrack of this bunch. But let's be honest, the first one is superior. It's the best and it will always stay the best. But speaking of weddings, it's time for Edward and Bella's. The first part of this movie is all about their wedding and their honeymoon. But for right now, we're going to talk about their wedding. The hair her hair specifically, her shoes, and that beautiful dress. It's just tens across the board. And I'm just going to say this backyard wedding that they have set up, that is the fanciest backyard wedding I've ever seen. I mean, I know that they're rich. I get that, but they went a little above and beyond, which we all know Alice is extra. So that's really not surprising, but still come decorate my backyard wedding. What was not tens across the board though, were the toasts that were given at this reception. Minus Edward's And thank God he came in to save the day, but minus his, they were all really bad train wrecks. Like, it was hard to watch, especially her mom's when she was singing. I just, I wanted her to stop and she's not even my mother. (laughs) Of course, everybody is not happy about this wedding and is not celebrating with them, Jacob. But he does still show up to have a dance with Bella, which is sweet. But he ruins it by freaking out about her and Edward wanting to have a quote unquote real honeymoon like we get it you're upset let it out but like it's her honeymoon and she's already married like you really can't stop her from doing anything now you can't do anything i'm sorry and y'all know i'm team jacob but like he gotta he's gotta let it go speaking of their honeymoon they are gifted an island isle esme to be specific from carlisle of course and this house on this island that is the height of luxury like 
fancy revolving door when you walk in, right on the beach. Like, that is amazing. But like I said, they wanted to have a quote-unquote real honeymoon. So they do. And, well, we end up with a broken bed and a bruised Bella. And then Edward says he's never going to touch her again. So, happy honeymoon to them. But poor Bella, she doesn't give up on trying to change his mind. She does eventually succeed. And then we end up with literally just a mattress left and some really freaked out housekeepers that already think that he's a demon. So, they're just really ranking high on their list right now. But Bella does end up getting sick on their honeymoon. And she thinks that she got food poisoning. But then she realizes that she's late. Because they've been on this honeymoon for two weeks. Two weeks. I mean, what a life to live. I mean, I guess they don't have to worry about jobs or anything like that. But still, two weeks. But like I said, she's late. And then she feels something move inside of her. And Alice immediately calls and asks what's wrong. And then Carla gets on the phone for this family conference. And then we find out that Bella is pregnant. She pregnant. She pregnant. Edward is uh, less than thrilled. To put it bluntly, he's pissed. He is not happy at all. But then Bella feels like she really can't be excited about it. And then the housekeeper shows up and gives a rousing pep talk and just fills Bella's stomach and says, death. Real vote of confidence that she's giving to these people that are already freaked out because they don't know what's going on. So after that lovely pep talk, Edward is under the impression that they're just going to get rid of this baby. But, or a thing, as he calls it. But Bella has other plans and she's called reinforcements. And those reinforcements would be her BFF, Rosalie. So they bond over the fact that Bella can have a baby and she can't. So she thinks that Bella can basically live her dream and she can live vicariously through her. Which I get, but also, like, you don't know what it is yet. I mean, they call it a fetus for a good majority of the time that she's pregnant, which makes me super uncomfortable. But, I mean, whatever, I guess. It's done is done. They eventually do stop calling it a fetus, but it's way too long for my comfort how long they do call it a fetus which i know that's what it is but still it's just very uncomfortable and they're like the fetus like they're pissed about it they of course have to come up with a plan to tell charlie so that he doesn't freak out that she isn't coming home and they just basically tell him that she caught a bug and they're going to extend their trip for two more weeks but jacob hears about this plan and of course he doesn't buy it and he zooms on over to the Cullen's house to see what's going on, and he finds out that they're home. Have been home for two weeks. And in those two weeks, Bella looks like she is six months pregnant. In just two weeks. I mean, I get it. It's an immortal baby. Different circumstances, but still. Like, it's quick stuff right there. Like, I wouldn't want to be in her situation because her pregnancy is terrible. But, like, I would have loved my pregnancy to be as speedy as hers was. But back to Bella being pregnant. Of course, Jacob freaks out, and he is not alone in that. Everyone except for Rosalie and Bella are not on board of the baby train. They all are freaking out, and they have every right to be freaking out, and they don't know what's going to happen, and that freaks them out. Edward then informs Jacob that Bella is under the impression that Carlisle can turn her at the last minute after she has this baby, but that is only if her heart doesn't give out before. So he asks Jacob to talk some sense into her, she doesn't listen, and no one is surprised by that. But Jacob is upset, and he tells the pack what's going on, and they decide that the baby needs to die, which means they have to kill Bella. Jacob, of course, will not go for that. 
and he stands up to Sam and then leaves the pack to go protect Bella. So he is a lone wolf, but not for very long. Maybe like five minutes he is a lone wolf because Seth and Leah also leave to come and join. I wouldn't even call it a pack. Just like a little trio of wolves they got going on there. We find out though that the baby is killing Bella. It's crushing her bones and Carlisle tells her that her body is not compatible to carry this baby. But she doesn't seem to care. And Edward, of course, is pissed because he said that you've basically given me no choice but to live without you. And she's like, you'll have a part of me. And he's like, do you think I want to look at that baby after it's killed you? Which I get. Like, this is a big deal. And she kind of left him out of the decision, but he kind of also left her out of his decision to get rid of it. They really didn't communicate about any of the plans because it all happened so fast and they don't really know what to expect. But communication would have been a big key part here. But they're trying to figure out a way to get some nutrients into Bella. Something to keep her body capable, I guess would be the proper word, of carrying this baby. And Jake makes a snide comment in his head, which Edward hears, about that the baby is probably just looking for someone to stick its teeth into, I believe is his exact words. And they're like, oh, that's perfect. Let's have her drink some blood. And I'm like, whoa, whoa. And even Jacob's like, I think I'm going to be sick. And I agreed because they put it in a to-go cup and they're like, here to make it easier. And she sips down the sponge. She's like, oh, it's super good. And I'm like, no, 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 no. But I guess whatever works. Now, Charlie is still in the dark about everything that's going on. And they decide that they're going to tell him that she is going to a medical center in Switzerland to give him a story that he won't freak out if he doesn't see her for a while, which he does freak out. He's like, no, you're not going to Switzerland. I'm going to come and get you, which is the appropriate response. And why they thought he wasn't going to have that type of response is mind boggling. And they must think he's the dumbest man in the world. I mean, he kind of buys what they're telling him, but not fully. But I get they can't be straight up with him. But I would think that we would come up with a little bit better plan than, hey, we're going to extend our trip two weeks. Oh, no, just kidding. I'm going to Switzerland. Like, think a little bit about this plan. They do eventually figure out, though, that Edward can hear the baby's thoughts. And then he, like, has an immediate turnaround where he's like, I'm so sorry that I've left you alone in this and that I've been a jerk. And I'm like, good on you, man. Good for you for apologizing. Because, yes, probably wasn't the best choice for her to be pregnant and keep this baby because it is killing her. But she wanted a baby. Kind of got to I don't know. I feel like I, w- I would have been pissed, too, if I was married and, you know, my spouse kind of was like, hey, I'm going to do this whether you like it or not. So I kind of get both sides. I don't know. Good on him, though, for owning up to it and be like, we're going to do this together now. So Bella is now at the point where she is about to give birth. At least that's what Carlisle and Esme say before they leave to go hunting. So we all know that Bella's going to go into birth while they're gone, obviously. And that means that we now get to hear the names that she has chosen for this child. And y'all, still, this movie came out, came out 10 years ago. And I am still irritated about these names. <laughs> they are not good. She wants to name him EJ for Edward Jacob if it's a boy. And that one isn't terrible. I will give her that. It's not the worst. 
But for the girl name, and I'm sorry if anybody out there has used this name, it's just not my cup of tea, Renesmee, as a combination of their mom's names. Like, a moment of silence for this name. But like I said, since Carlisle's gone, she's obviously going to go into labor. And she does. But everyone should remember the scene where Bella is reaching for the cup that she drops and her back breaking and then her falling on her knees and then them also breaking, right? And I remember that. What I don't remember is the birth scene. And I am just shocked because this movie is PG-13 and I felt like it was pretty graphic and intense for a PG-13 movie. I mean, Edward is covered in blood and placenta way too long for my comfort. Anyways, though, we're just going to skip on right through that because I don't need to talk about it. Y'all already know what happened, but it is a girl. So Renesmee it is. (laughs) Poor thing. And Bella does get to hold her baby girl, but not for long. Renesmee bites her and then we see Bella smile and then her heart stops. Everyone is silent in the theater when that happens even though we already knew from reading the book. Rosalie ends up taking the baby so they can try to save Bella. Edward injects his venom into her chest, but it doesn't work, so he eventually tries biting her multiple times as after they've tried mouth-to-mouth, they've tried compressions, they've tried anything, anything and everything, nothing's working. And then we figure out that Sam and his pack is headed their way, to kill the baby and the rest of the Collins because they are under the impression that Bella is dead. They're not incorrect about that, but you get what I'm saying. Like, they think that they killed her. What Edward doesn't know, though, what nobody knows because we only see it through, like, the eyes of an unconscious Bella, pretty much, like, it's kind of like we're in her body, is that the venom is working its way through. It's just taking its sweet time to work. Now, like I said, Sam's pack is on his way. But in the meantime, we see that Jacob is obviously upset because he thinks that Bella is dead. Like, dead, dead. Not coming back. And he goes to take care of the problem, which is the baby. Which is Renesmee. But he is unsuccessful because, and everyone bear with me, and everyone should know what is coming, he imprints on this child. Yep, this shit gets weirder and weirder, I'm telling you. Like, I get it. That doesn't mean that he's gonna be in love with her it can mean anything it can mean like a big brother a protector whatever but it's still weird because she's a baby <laughs> and I just still cannot wrap my mind around it but whatever what's done is done Stephanie Meyer you weird lady you I get it we had to give him a new love interest because Bella is obviously off the table but her her child really that was the route that we wanted to take well after this all occurred the wolves show up and they all get in a brawl, fighting's happening, all that good jazz, and then Jacob appears, and then they realize that he's imprinted, and that means they can't touch her. So, like, yay for that, but weird for the other thing. And we end our part one of two with us seeing the venom working its way through Bella and fixing her bones along with everything else, and then we see her red eyes open up, and you roll credits. I do love that ending. I think it's still really cool. I think it still holds up. I love the slow process of watching like her bite marks go away where Edward tried to, you know, put his venom in that way and us seeing like her hair getting color put back in it, her face lightening up and filling out and like her bones coming back into place and everything like that. It's very, very cool. And then those eyes popping up and then that's where you roll the credits. 
Like, to me, if you're going to do a part one, like, that's a really good ending, in my opinion. And that concludes part one of Breaking Dawn. And I am so pumped for part two because, honestly, Vampire Bella is the best Bella. And I hate that we had to wait four movies to get to her, honestly. As always, I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. On February 18th, we will be concluding this saga series with the final Twilight movie, Breaking Dawn Part 2. Then we have so many more exciting things to come, so you guys should keep up on my TikTok, on my Instagram, on my Twitter. Go follow me, at Movie Theater Mom. I would really appreciate it just as much as I appreciate you guys listening to me ramble today. So until next time, see you guys later.